Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the Northwest Herald Football Podcast, sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings in Crystal Lake and Algonquin. I'm sports writer Joe Stevenson, along with sports writer Sean Hammond and sports editor Kyle Neighbors. And guy we, guys, week two is in the books, and we have some uh, pretty fun games to talk about uh, from last Friday. Yeah, we sure do. Two weeks, two weeks done already. It's going quick. It is. I know. I was thinking that the other day. I was like, gosh, two games are already down, and uh, here we are. So I, uh, I, I know. I feel feel a little sad. I feel like we've already gotten a couple of the big FVC games out of the way. I, plenty to look forward to, but when you have those, when you start with that high of an expectation, you go through it, it kind of feels like a letdown here going into week three. Yeah, for sure. You know, you got Prairie Ridge, the defending 6A champ, the defending FVC champ, and uh, last year we knew that Prairie Ridge's toughest two games would be its first two with Kerry Grove and Huntley. Pretty much the same, uh, same case this season, although Jacob still lurks out there. Um, we don't know exactly what to you – know, we think McHenry's pretty good, but Jacobs was really tough right with Huntley in the opener. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, that was, that was a good game for, for – a good showing for Jacobs in week one, and, and we'll get to them later uh, in the podcast too. I guess we can start with my game from Friday night, uh, Prairie Ridge 51-43 to over Huntley. And I tell you guys, you know, the top-ranked team in 6A, Prairie Ridge, the eighth-ranked team in 8A yeah, eight, eight, Huntley eight, last week – and they did not disappoint. It was it was a tremendous game to watch. I, you know, you could say, well, you know, nobody could stop anybody, but it, it, it was just a really fun game to watch, especially the first half when it was just back and forth and it was 21-21 at halftime. I thought it was interesting. I talked to uh, Huntley coach Matt Zimelzak on Saturday. He got ejected in the second half of that game, so he was not available after the game. But, um, it, you know, he, he talked about in the first half, I asked him, you know, couple times on fourth down, they could have taken points. They have a good kicker in Chase Zion. And he said, when you're playing a, in a, a team like Prairie Ridge, you have to score touchdowns. It's a touchdown battle. We had to go for it. And Eric Mooney made a couple of really pinpoint throws on fourth downs twice, you know, to, to get them to 21-21 at halftime. I like that approach. You know, that's that's really, you know, like he said, you know, you, you got to go for it when you have the chance against a team like that. And that's it's fun to see that, you know. Yeah, they could have settled for some field goals, but you know, what did they end up? 90, 94 points in this game. You got to score touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, and it speaks to the just the respect that Prairie Ridge has when when somebody you're, when you're playing against them. That's the way that you're thinking. You have to be aggressive like that. So hold, hold on, back up for a second. Zimelzak got booted from the game. What what, what happened in that? Okay, um, after the the great first half, uh, Huntley came out. Uh, had to punt on the first. It was it was a tie game at halftime. It was a tie game at halftime, twenty one twenty one. Huntley had to give up the ball after the first possession. Samson Evans first play goes sixty eight yards. Uh, next possession, Huntley first play is an interception. Prairie Ridge runs a play and Huntley gets called for a late hit. Coach Zimmelzak 
um, I think was upset with something that Prairie Ridge was doing through the game that wasn't getting called and kept on the referee. They threw a flag and then they threw another flag. So on top of the four-yard gain or whatever that Prairie Ridge got out of the play, they got 45 yards of penalties, went down and scored again, and then intercepted and scored again. And so in a 230 two span, they, they scored three touchdowns. Wow. So, yeah, that was, that was so, kind of the – that was you know, definitely the turning point of the game. Now, Huntley hung in there and, and kind of kept it close. Um, you know, the eight-point game at the end maybe looks a little closer than it was. They scored with like a, a minute 30 to go, got the two-point conversion, but uh, Prairie Ridge fell on the – the onside kick. When was the last time you saw a coach get ejected? Because I, it doesn't happen very often no, at the high it, school level. I, yeah, I'm trying to think. It, I can't. None of them come to mind right off. But and and coach, when I talked to him on Saturday, I, I didn't talk to him about. It. I wanted to know about the, the fourth down plays, and I understand that he was frustrated, and he said he was just kind of trying to defend his kids. He felt like there were some things going on that weren't getting called in the game, and that that was the point he was trying to make, and then. Uh, apparently he made it too emphatically or too long, and the uh, so, so, official was not hearing any more of it. So does he have to? Uh, he has to sit this that, Friday. That's wow. what I thought. When they play Dundee Crown. He'll he will have oh, to sit this Friday. That's a good one to miss for him. At least. Yeah, I think yeah, I think they can get by without him this week. But uh, it, it was a tremendous game, and you know we talked about you know the, it was the, our two best players in the area. I, I really don't think you can question that. Samson Evans, quarterback of Prairie Ridge, Huntley quarterback Eric Mooney, and they did not. Disappointed at all. I was really impressed with the way Eric Mooney throws the ball this year. Kyle, you got to see him in the first game. You didn't see him last year, and and I saw him last year, and he was more of a running quarterback last year. And the other night, I thought, wow, he's not really running that much, but he was throwing. He was throwing some strikes. He was had a great completion percentage. Was like um, eighteen for twenty four, which is seventy five percent. So um, he and he was really putting some balls in some tight windows. He and Ryan Antonson have a nice thing going. They, they look like they can get that seven or eight yard out anytime they want it. And I, I was thoroughly impressed with Eric Mooney throwing the ball the other night. For for reference, that was 227 passing yards for him on Friday. Yeah. Um, and uh, Samson Evans was with, finished with 248 rushing and five touchdowns? Five touchdowns, yeah. yeah. He had one. The first play of the game, he gets sacked for seven yards. The next play, he runs 71 yards for a touchdown. So it was, yeah. I'm, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you guys on the spot because I I I know how I stand on this issue. Prairie Ridge clearly the class of the FVC. Yes, uh, they've they've beaten Kerry Grove and Hunley in su- uh, successive weeks. Yes, we're not, we have to wait until week five to get to this to see Huntley versus Kerry Grove. But is Huntley the second best team in the FVC? That's a really tough call. I, I, we were we were talking about this a little bit ago, and and I. Um, I don't know. You know, Kerry's defense is so good, and Huntley's offense is so good. I think I, I might have to give the edge to Huntley because I think that's just a really tough, tough offense to stop. But that's that's going to be. I've got that one circled already. I get that one, guys. Sorry, I'm calling dibs. <laughs> yeah, we got what three more weeks until until then, week five. Uh, you know, I think uh, it, it, I would never bet against Kerry Grove. They always seem to get things rolling, and if you give them. A couple more weeks, I think they'll be rolling, and I think that's you know it's a tough call. I don't know. We thought it was going to be a good game last year, and Kerry Grove. It was a tight game for the first half. Kerry Grove wound up winning at like thirty-three to seven. They wound up kind of ran away from them, um, but 
Okay, this Huntley offense looks really good the way Mooney throws the ball. Yeah, let's see. If, if Huntley is scoring that, those type of points against Prairie Ridge, there's no reason they can't do it against Cary Grove. You might be right. might be right. So, um, well, Kyle, speaking of Cary Grove, you, you saw the Trojans uh, get their first win, 29-7 uh, over McHenry the other night. What was your impressions of, of CG? Cary Grove, very, very solid. Not surprising. The defense looked really good, although they, they did give up a lot of yards in the game to McHenry. I think it was about 330 yards, somewhere in that range. Um, but, you know, the thing that impressed me was actually on the offensive side of the ball. We knew, or I, I think everyone knows that the offensive line is very good over there. I wasn't sure what to make of the run game with Tyler Pennington leaving this year. I, I know they've talked up Max goal, but I, I wanted to see it. And he looked, I, he had 18 carries and what, three touchdowns, two, 220, 220, 228, somewhere in that Something range. Something like that, yeah. I mean, yeah. he looked really, really good. And on the other side of the ball, um, I, I'm going to take back all the nice things I said about McHenry. I, it, I, that's not to say that they're not a playoff team, but I, I really thought that they could take the next step and get up there with the uh, the top of the FVC. And they they looked tentative. Um, they they failed to convert in key situations. They turned the ball over three times in the red zone. Um, just not a team that's that's ready to take that next step. You know, Coach um, Coach Seberg, after the opener, when I was talking to him a little bit about their defense and how well they played against a, a great Prairie Ridge team. And he said that they have more size up front this year. With um, I, I think this is pretty remarkable that Brett Groves, the 310-pound dude that's going to Southern Illinois as an offensive lineman, is playing both ways. Um, and got an interception this week. That's right. You said, yeah, you were saying that he he uh, got one. Did it get tipped or? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, um, was it Patrick Breach? Breach. 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 Yeah. I always want to uh, pronounce it Breach. Sorry. Um, yeah, he he got hit as he released the ball. Kind of pops up in the air, goes off a couple guys, and and Groves just kind of brought it in and started rumbling a few yards and got taken down. But, uh, yeah, he, he was excited after the game that, that he got his first interception. That would have been fun to see. But, I, you know, kudos to him for – I mean, it's early in the season. It's still – it's it's been – the weather has been nice, but it's still pretty warm. And he's the biggest guy on the field out there going both sides. That's that's uh, pretty good. But, you know, he he gives him something. And then uh, DJ Gajewski is about 190 pounds. And Dan Gilroy is their other lineman. They have three linemen who's like two and a quarter – so they're a little bigger defensive line than they've had before. Some, sometimes they play with some pretty small guys up front, and and Seberg thought that that had made a difference, trying, you know, not being able to move guys out. In there. Yeah, and and they'll need that in a couple of weeks when they they face Huntley, like we were just talking about too. Now, Sean, you saw McHenry in the opener. They put up fifty points against Crystal Lake South, who came back and played a competitive game last week against Central. What what do you make of McHenry? I think McHenry. See, I think McHenry. Like last year, I think they'll play well when the style of their opponent suits them. You know, I think going up against an offense like Kerry Grove is like we've kind of talked about in, in past weeks. If you don't see that option offense all the time, you're not, you know, it's harder to to game plan, whereas Prairie Ridge sees it in practice every single day. So they, you know, they kind of know what to expect. I would still, I still wouldn't, I still would think that McHenry is probably right there like you said as a playoff team and you know maybe could get to six wins again this season we'll have to see uh how they come out uh who do they got this week elgin they're playing elgin um yeah we'll have to see 
We'll have to see maybe, you know, in their next FEC game what, what they look like. Yeah. How, how about your game on Friday? You saw a, 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 you know, a good comeback from South to make it close at the end against Crystal Lake Central. And so did Central get off to a little slow yeah, start? Yeah, there was actually uh, – South actually had the lead in this game. They were up 16-7 to in the first, in the first half, uh, about midway through the second quarter. Uh, the big play was Braden Bizram. Uh, who we, we've talked about as running back for, for Central, but he's also on the defensive side. He had a, a fumble return about 45 yards for a touchdown that really sparked Central. Um, that got them back into the game right, I think there were four minutes until halftime when, when he did that. Um, that was a big play for them. It really got them going. Um, it's interesting. I think I saw some some photos on Twitter. It looked like you know, I didn't have a great angle on it, but looking back at, at some photos that I saw people posting, you know, he may have been down on the play. I don't really know. Uh, you know, obviously they can't really do anything about that now. That's a missed opportunity. Uh, but, you know, Central would have had the ball either way, I think. Um, Jake Staples had a good game. You know, he had a good game running the ball. He struggled hitting his receivers, especially early in the game. There were some times where they'd weren't on the same page and you could kind of tell uh but then you know central went up pretty big uh you know i forget exactly what the score was they were up a, a couple of couple of touchdowns and and south came back and dylan rhodes came in at quarterback for south uh he came in early he came in right right about halftime when ian gorkin got hit pretty hard and then gorkin came back for the second half uh through the third quarter but then they went back to Rhodes in the fourth quarter and he hit Kyle Leva on a couple of deep passes that got them back into the game. Kyle Leva finished with 168 rushing yards and 101 receiving. Uh, he was really what sparked them in, in that comeback. They they ended up losing this game 34 to 29. Yeah, he's a he's a big guy. He's, he gives them a little height with six two. He's pretty good size and pretty good pretty good speed for his size. And he's a good running and receiving threat. I th- I wonder if the, the next level he'd be like a tight end or something. He, how tall is he? Do you, yeah, I do think you know he's about six two? Okay, but yeah, he's he's uh, he's been a real nice offensive threat for them for three years now. The uh, the big touchdown that that got them right within thirty four twenty nine was actually a tipped pass. It was tipped by one of the defensive backs, and it fell to Leva, and he ran and and scored on the play. But South couldn't get the the onside kick, and they couldn't get a stop on defense. Guys, you you know what? They've already the Tigers have already matched their win total from last year. And I mean, it's still going to be tough, but this this could be a playoff team. I mean, you look at it now. You win, you win against Grant to start the year. You win against South. You're two and zero. They should be favored against Dundee Crown. Yes, they're going to be favored against Hampshire, who yes, just lost to a very very mediocre Burlington Central team. So there's four wins. You got to find one more. Obviously, that's not easy with PR Jacobs, Kerry Grove, Huntley on the schedule. So week four, they play McHenry. That could be you, you win that game, and they put themselves in position to, to make the playoffs. We were looking at that game last year as, as a pivotal game, and it was for both teams. It kind of like just slingshotted McHenry toward, back toward the playoffs, and that was Central's, as it turned out, second loss in a row, of, which wound up being seven. Yeah, they it's worth they pointing out again. they, they uh, went again after their they started two and zero last year. So, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it, and not it's that a that team means that's got anything. some veteran guys and and some good players there. So it's it's that's a team to keep an eye on. Yeah, right. but as you, I think we're looking at week four. That McHenry game is probably going to be the turning point for both of those teams. And having seen both those teams, I think 
you know, that's a very similar styles, and, and it'll be an interesting matchup. Who's got, the, who's got the edge, Sean? I don't know. It's tough to say. I would maybe go with McHenry, but, I mean, South looked a little bit better in week two, um, so I wouldn't necessarily say that a five-point win over South is a, you know, that that's still a good sign. That's not, you know, anything to take away from them, but I don't know. I... I'd say McHenry at this point, having just seen them both those teams. And in our other FVC games, Jacobs with a big win, 57-12 to 12 over Dundee Crown. And as you mentioned, Kyle, Hampshire going out of the conference this week and lost to Burlington Central. Um, some of our KRC teams, a, a great game Saturday night, which we didn't find out a lot about because it was all the way down in Urbana, but Woodstock winning in double overtime over Mount Vernon at Urbana High School. And I was trying to keep up with Twitter. Uh, I found one of the guys, one of their assistant principals, was tweeting some stuff out. And um, they wound up, they, the Blue Sticks were down 14-0 to start 14-0. the game. Scored the next 20 points. And then Mount Vernon scored with 24 seconds. And Woodstock blocked the extra point to force overtime. They both get eight in the first overtime, and then in the second overtime, Woodstock scored first, missed the two-point, but uh, but stopped the Rams. And now Woodstock is 2-0. and That that goes to show you how important those uh, extra points and, and two-point conversions could, could end up being. You know, that's a pretty wild finish there. It was. It was. I'm, you know what? Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm going to be the downer here. I'm that that score actually concerns me a little bit. I mean, I know that that was a long road trip, but it was a long road trip for for both teams. And I I really thought Mount Vernon was 0 and 9 last year yes. was not competitive, and that concerns me a little bit to see Woodstock have that much trouble with them. Now they're 2 and 0, but I mean they beat Gary West and uh, a bad bad Gary West team and a Mount Vernon team. Uh, I think we're going to have a little better sense this week uh, when they play Moringo. I agree. I agree. Marengo coming off a, another kind of a tough loss. Uh, that Both their losses have been by, what, one score, right, um, to Winnebago the first week. And this week, uh, fall to Elmwood Park 20-18. to 18. And then, well, the, the team that we're looking at, that, uh, and Kyle, you called it in the KRC, as, as, as those teams start conference games this week, is the Johnsburg Skyhawks. Yeah, you know, we obviously were surprised by the 70-0 to zero Plano score, um, but we knew Plano was going to be down. The This Rochelle score is is really, really not surprising, but telling. Uh, that, that's a, a team that was ranked in 5A, I think number six, six. in 5A. Mm-hmm. And for them to come out, or for, for Johnsbury to come out and hang 40 points on, on Rochelle, that's really impressive. Uh, Adam Jaco with four more touchdown passes this week. He's up to nine in two weeks. That's that's know, that's not bad. That's, <laughs> no, that's, 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 that's not, not bad. And a couple yeah, field goals. He's he's just uh, he's doing it all. I wonder if he had that intercept. There was one interception. I wonder if he had that too. Yeah, he. Um, that's a he's doing it all. hundred hundred and ten points in two weeks. You know, and, and that's think about that. And that's coming from a team that was in the state semifinal or no, state state that was a state finalist last year, runner up. Had a very very good offense, but was replacing ten of eleven starters, and they've hung a hundred and ten points in two weeks. Replacing what four linemen and the the IHSA number eight career rusher. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, good, good luck. And to the they're rest starting the, quarterback, yeah. so not too bad. Yeah, good luck to the rest of the KRC at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on on the other side of Woodstock, you know, Woodstock North. Um, 
I have a feeling it's not a terrible 0-2 team. I think that's a, still a pretty good team that's 0-2. And that one, that one hurt. That one had to this hurt. This was about as tough a loss as you can you can come up with. Fifteen points in the last. Uh, I'm looking at it here. Six fifty of that game as as they lose to Antioch, fifteen to fourteen. Yeah, you have a lead for three and a half quarters. Not not just a lead, but you're shutting the other team out for three and a half quarters. Um, I believe Antioch got the onside kick or a pooch kick or some some sort of short kick, and they recovered it and scored again real quick. Those two touchdowns came in real quick succession. Yeah, 30 seconds apart. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's that's a tough way to start your season. It is. It is. I still I still think the Thunder can be a factor and, can, and definitely can be a playoff team. I, I think they're going to be a playoff team. Unfortunately, I think that's the difference between being a playoff team and being a playoff team that can actually make a push. you got to win those games. you got to close out. When you have a two-touchdown lead in the fourth quarter, you got to win that game. Their margin for error, right? Well, actually, last year at six and three, they did get a first round home game, but uh, their margin for error is is very small now. You don't want to you don't want to lose anymore if you want to get a favorable. Seat. Just, just looking at their schedule quickly, I still think that they're going to be a six win team. I think they'll lose to Johnsburg, but uh, I think that they're going to be able to to clean up elsewhere on the schedule. I, I would agree with you. And then we're looking at. Uh, our other our other games on Friday were Lake Forest Academy taking out uh, Alden Hebron in eight man football thirty one to six, and Plano shuts out Harvard twenty two zero. The Har- the Hornets just having trouble getting points, kind of like last year. Yeah, hey, I think they only had sixty yards of total offense in that game. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, that's that's not that's not encouraging uh, no. when the team that you're playing gave up seventy points the week before. Yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings in Algonquin and Crystal Lake are proud sponsors of today's podcast. And here's some information. You can earn loyalty points at B-Dubs. Just sign up for Blazing Rewards Program and start earning points on every purchase you make. And right now, you can earn extra points by eating items like Cali Chicken Sandwich, Fiesta Port Tacos, and more. Can't make it into B-Dubs? Order online and pick it up. Buffalo Wild Wings in Algonquin on Randall Road or in Crystal Lake on Route 14 across from Sam's Club. All right, guys. Well, let's look at the games this week. Um, the the first one I have on my list here, uh, looking at some of the KRC, the, the in-conference games now. I think this is an interesting game. Uh, 0-2 Marengo and 2-0 Woodstock. I agree. This is, this? this is an Sean? interesting matchup. Well, like we were just saying, you know, we don't, necessarily think Woodstock's you know two opponents were were all that uh you know were all that great the last couple of weeks so we'll we'll finally see them against an opponent who might be a little more uh you know equally matched uh Marengo you know it's hard to say that that was a tough loss this week um I'm gonna pick Woodstock in this game I guess maybe a little bit of bias towards the 2-0 as as opposed to you know Marengo's uh record but you know, I think this could be a close game either way. Yeah, as much as the Woodstock, uh, as much as Woodstock concerned me that they struggled with Mount Vernon, Marengo, um, I believe, against a, a pretty poor Elmwood Park team. I think it was four or five turnovers in that game that they uh, that they had um, missing opportunities. There, you have to figure they're not going to do that on a weekly basis. But that's concerning that they did it against Elmwood Park. Uh, the fact that you combine that and the fact that they're going on the road to Woodstock this week makes me take Woodstock. 
I, I too will take Woodstock, but I think this is this might be one of the most competitive games we have in the area this week. Oh, yeah, I, I don't think any of yeah. uh, any yeah. of us would be surprised if this game goes either way. Right, Richmond Burton, uh, which is two and zero. So I, that's one we forgot to talk about earlier. Uh, they squeak one out against Sandwich seven to six. Um, it goes on, uh, on the road, but not very far, like five miles away. The neighborhood rivalry to Johnsburg. Yeah, this will be a fun opener in the KRC. Um, Richmond, you know, they're two and zero, and that's, I guess, like Woodstock. That's really all that matters. Uh, seven to six win, certainly not uh, a comfortable victory this week. But uh, now they got Johnsburg, who's appears to be rolling, and they appear to have sort of answered those question marks that we we had a little bit about what they would look like this year. It'll be interesting to see how the Rockets' defense takes on Adam Jaco in that you know high-powered attack. And um, This game is at Johnsburg, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick Johnsburg in this one. You know, a week ago at this time, I was actually pretty excited for this game. I thought it was going to be a good measuring stick for both of these teams. But Richmond Burden barely, barely beat Sandwich, and that Sandwich team is not good. That, that Sandwich team lost to Lyle. Um, I I think this game's in Johnsburg. I think the Skyhawks are going to win, and they're going to win big. I, I agree. I'm going with Johnsburg in this one. And the other KRC t- uh, ga- game this week is Woodstock North at Harvard. I think we're all probably taking the North, North needs a win, and I think they're going to get it this week. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. Uh, Elgin at McHenry. Yeah, the non-conference matchup for, for the FVC this week. Um for for reference, Elgin has a win over East Aurora and a loss to West Chicago. That's um, not a good loss. <laughs> <laughs> I think McHenry wins this game. Yeah, I, while I, I was kind of down on McHenry earlier, like I said, I still think they're a playoff team. They're gonna. I think they should clean up against a team like Elgin. I do too. I think you'll see a running clock. Whoever gets that one might might get uh, their game shortened a little bit for deadline purposes. Huntley at Dundee Crown. Dundee Crown's got a young team and. You know, like we said, Huntley's been impressive so far. I like the Red Raiders. We've seen Huntley put up a lot of points against two good teams. That's going to continue this week against a, a down Dundee Crown team. Yep, Huntley wins, too. I, I say, uh, Crystal Lake South at Jacobs. Saw a little bit of improvement out of South. Now, now you know we'll have to see a little bit more uh, against a team like Jacobs. Um, you know, if South keeps getting the ball to Kyle Leva, I think that's that's a a good start. Um, and we'll see how. how We'll have to see how their defense does against Jacobs. I'm going to pick Jacobs. Yeah, I like the improvement we saw out of South. I think Jacobs is a really, really good football team, though. I think they're going to win this one pretty handily. I, I too, will take Jacobs. Chris Lake Central at Prairie Ridge. Hard to pick against Prairie Ridge, and I'm not going to do it this week. <laughs> yeah, I like the 2-0 star for Central, but Prairie Ridge is on a roll. Yes, I will take Ridge as well. Kerry Grove at Hampshire. Kerry Grove has given up. We talked about their defense a little bit. Thirteen points in two games. Yeah, that's pretty good. Impressive. That's uh, that's very impressive. Uh, I'm going to pick Kerry Grove. Yeah, absolutely, Kerry Grove all the way. Yep, I'll go with the Trojans as well. Alden Hebron in the eight-man football. Alden Hebron visits Rockford Christian Life. All right, Sean, you're our resident eight-man football expert here. Give us a little insight. All right, here's here's what I got on Christian Life. They're one and one with a forfeit victory. Ooh. Lost to Westminster Christian. What does that tell us? I'd say uh it's maybe a toss up, but uh I you know, that's not the the best research of all time. So uh take that with a grain of salt. I'll pick Alden Hebron. Sure. Why not? 
I, I, I was going with Christian Life this week. I, I know I know Westminster Christian has, was a pretty good. Uh, uh, sometimes it got in the playoffs a few times too. Went back when that was a close game too. I, I didn't write down the score, yeah. but I know I remember it was close. And then our last one. This this is a kind of a tough one to pick. Marion Central at Bennett. Yeah, let's see. Bennett beat St. Lawrence and lost to Niles Notre Dame. Uh, this is uh, this is a, a interesting matchup for Marion. I think uh, maybe their toughest test yet. Uh, Marion won by seven last year, for what that's worth. Um, I think I'm going to pick the Hurricanes. Man, I'm I'm really divided on this game. Um, I I think I'm going to go with Bennett. I I, I think they've had. I, I know they're coming off a loss to Niles Notre Dame, um, but I I still think this is a really good Bennett team. Yeah, they 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 are really good. This uh, this is hard to pick. I I'm I'm picking Bennett, but I'm this could go either way. I believe so. Yeah, I mean Woods, uh, Woodstock, uh, Woodstock Marion, I guess Marion Central, whatever you want to call them for our listeners. Uh, you know, coming off two impressive wins, I think we're gonna find out a lot more about them this week. I think we will. And, and this game is on the road too. I don't know if we mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. So thanks for checking in with us. We will be back next week to. Talk about, uh, talk about what happens this Friday, and we'll see you then. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.